hello, are you a dog? What can you do? Okay, thanks, you're hired. Uh, you're a lawyer now. Congratulations. Well done. You're the best lawyer ever. There's never been a lawyer more honest or helpful than you. <laughs> you're gonna start this episode with who let who let the dogs out um who oh, let the dogs yes. out that yeah, who? who 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 who, who? <laughs> that's the question on everyone's lips uh this week and also why is my voice so creamy and low it's because i have a cold so sorry about that creamy. well not really a cold. creamy voice. creamy is a really creamy. disgusting way to describe your voice I thought it was nice. Okay, how would you describe my voice right now? Like a like greasy old man. Like, yeah, like groggy. Well, <laughs> well, that wasn't the compliment I was looking for. But anyway, welcome to the podcast, Lydia. Hi. It's very nice to have you here. It's good to be here, guys, in a completely different place to all of you. <laughs> As usual, we're nicely distributed across the world. Have you heard the podcast before, Lily? I think you may have. I have. Sure. I've listened to a few episodes, yes. Okay, good. So you get the basic premise of what we're doing here. Yes. More than we do. <laughs> yeah. I, the, I feel like the premise is um, there is no premise. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you Have you noticed a pattern in what we do, at least? Um, yeah, just like kind of chatting the pattern <laughs> is we chat Lu- I mean, Lu- that's very true that's loosely true. based yeah. around a theme yeah essentially well what we're trying to do is take a theme and then come up with some hypothetical situations about around that theme and then resolve them or just explore that topic it's sort of like molded into that as well it has and, and especially this week's theme i found it so hard to come up with the situation to this week's theme it's it was not at all. I thought it'd be really good. So okay. it was you. You're the one that got. You're the one that got really excited about it. it was like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> when I heard, when you said it, I was like, that's a great idea for a theme. But now, having spent a week thinking about it, it's hard. You should have okay. said and then come up with a different theme. What is the theme? The theme is dogs with jobs. Dogs with jobs. Dogs so with when jobs. when you came up with that theme i was like actually we have kind of covered that probably more than any other theme that we've covered really? in this podcast today we've had the, that first episode that might not exist anymore about dogs working in a restaurant um <laughs> and then we had a whole section on the dog hall of fame and then the jobs of lassie and friends um so actually i mean obviously we'll have more content because who runs out of content about dogs with jobs um mm. but we have covered it fairly extensively in other episodes so Lydia you've chosen something that it's obviously quite close to our hearts uh, as a topic yeah it's right in our wheelhouse it should be close to everyone's hearts like dogs should have jobs they're incredible like dogs are just cool I don't know why but Josh used to say dogs with jobs like an awful lot that's kind of where it's come from and then I have just recently got a job on a farm and I said I would be taking my dogs along and then Josh was like dogs with jobs <laughs> so it officially became a theme i think a lot of dogs do have jobs like at my work um there are loads of dogs and it's funny because obviously it's a film studios so if you have a pet dog you have a little paw print on your pass to get into the studios and then your dogs can come and just chill out with you uh that's so cool that you're allowed to bring them along yeah it's great and actually one of the films i worked on um there were the the directors had um three dogs and the um because obviously you have like 
all the sort of secret words that you use, so like the secret names that are used for the characters so that people don't know who they are if they're coming in like spying on you or whatever. And the three main characters were the dogs' names. Brilliant. Hmm. The, the dogs were the basis for the entire film, essentially. Um, so it's great. Can you reveal the dogs' names exclusively? Uh, I, I cannot, actually. Um, that's more secret than anything else that went on there. Oh, wow. Even the secret names are secret. <laughs> So secret. Um, but before we start, shall we find out who, who Lydia isn't? Yes. Lydia, what are you not? I am not a mathematician. Okay. I am also not an... You're not an only child, that's for sure. That that's is true. That is true. Me and Josh do have that link. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's already gross, isn't it? It is kind of gross, but you know... No, I am not an only child. Josh is my brother. Mm, sure am. But you're not my sister, which is weird. Well, that dis- distasteful groan. <laughs> that was just me agreeing, but I have, I have a cold. My agreement sounds don't work anymore. Agreement <laughs> mm. <laughs> sound is like you're about to vomit. All right. Anything else you want to exclude from your personality that you're definitely not? Uh, I am not a wasp lover. Ugh. Those pesky yeah. wasps. What about bees? I, I like. I just, in fact, an interesting piece of information that nobody wants to know about me. Uh, I just bought a cup with bees on it, which is really cute. Um, <laughs> which has led to both my boyfriend and my mother going, "What's wrong with you? You hate bees." I don't hate bees. I hate wasps. Bees are fine at a distance. I wouldn't want to keep them in my garden. But you would have a cup with them on. They're pretty cute. So for the record, Lydia does not hate bees, for anyone listening. Exactly. They're cute. They're little little fluffy bums. They are little fluffy bums. Mm. What else are little fluffy bums? Dogs! Yeah! Segway back into the topic. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, let's, shall we get into the, shall we get into the scenarios then? Yeah, I'm intrigued as to how many scenarios there are. So I was thinking about my scenario, which I came up with at five o'clock this morning when I woke (laughs) up um, for no reason. And um, I was like, oh, okay, I've got a topic, but I hope the other two don't have the same topic as me. And because I always go last, I'm always really worried that somebody else is going to steal my thunder and then I'll have to come up with something on the fly and it would be rubbish. Um, So, yeah, I've come up with something, but I don't know how many topics there can actually be about dogs with jobs, but you might blow my mind here. I came up with three Okay, and they're all, but they're all quite broad. So, so should I start, or would you like to start, Laura? Just to change Um, things up. Well, I just before we start, um, so you've obviously got three topics. Um, If you had a dog to describe each of those topics, what would they be? With Dabaki and chocolate beans. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Okay, I'm I'm actually going to start this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Because um, actually, m- mine is the beginning of the process, so it makes sense for me to start. So um, it's not really a hypothetical situation, it's more a, a question. But um, mm-hmm. So imagine you are hiring these dogs for the jobs. Um, I'm not quite sure what the job would be. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, if you, if you ran some sort of um, dog hiring company, so maybe you ran a... Um, like a company that hires dogs for other people. So you, you place the dog dogs in there. A dog consultancy service. Okay. You place the dogs in their forever jobs. Um, what interview criteria would you produce for the dogs? Like, how would you interview them uh, to kind of 
discover their best sides, their little personalities, their little, you know, the things that they do that make set them aside from the other dogs uh, and, and ensure that they are the best suited uh, in your recruitment process. Um, yeah, so I don't know, you know, the jobs can be very varied, so it needs to be a process that really pulls out the best of the dog. Um, the best of the breed, as it were. Best oh. best in breed. Yes. Um, so are we talking like in this scenario, dogs can talk? Like I'm interviewing them like they're people or am I interviewing them like they are actually a dog? I think they're actually dogs. I think if they were talking, you'd probably mm-hmm. just have a normal interview process. But yeah. but also I feel like there should be a caveat that that you are sort of leading this strange revolution of dog hiring and it needs to be, you think outside the box, you've got a bit of pizzazz. So people come to you for outside of the box thinking. Okay. Um, so I suppose like my first thing would be putting them in the scenario where they would be working with well mostly animals is what they usually do you know you have like cattle herding sheep herding things like that I think there's a lot more jobs have come around now that people have them as companion animals so I guess you'd put them in the scenario I guess the first kind of thing that I would do with them when they come in the room is you know you sort of ask them really basic questions like you normally get asked like a really basic question about yourself I guess I'd get them to do like really simple tricks and see if they can do like the most <laughs> simple trick. Like I get them to like give me paw, do a little rollover, things like that. And they'll be like, right, okay, so we're going to go, um, we're going to throw a few situations at you that aren't the norm. You know, sometimes you're going to get things every day that you're not really used to. And they'll be like, what? Well, so, you, so like rather than throwing a stick, you throw like a, a metal bar. And they're like, what the fuck? How do I deal with this? Yeah, exactly. Like, or herd these sheep, but they're all underwater. <laughs> Um, oh, they're not sheep. They're actually dogs in sheep's clothing. <gasps> <gasps> like loads of other dogs turn around and just attack it. And it turns out that you, you're actually interviewed for like a, like a dog fighting ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, hold on. Let's just translate that, that scenario into a, into a human interview. Right? You go to an to interview to like work, as, work in an office as like an assistant or something. And then you think that's what your job's going to be. But then suddenly like they turn around and everyone starts attacking you. It's like, yeah. oh, actually, it was an interview to be an MMA fighter. You yeah. didn't know that. And the light's dim. <laughs> the light's dim. It's just <laughs> fight like club. Like a bell rings. It's your fight club interview. Yeah, yeah that sounds quite quite a lot. I also like the idea of that they're going into the next room and then the next room's got like 30 sheep in it. And then they go into the next room and there's just one sad person. And then they go into the next room and there's a bunch of ducks sort of falling over things. And Oh no, that's that's just news. like, you know, when they're young and they're sort of doing their little... Their work placement. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you, you, get, you get put in your placement by doing that. That's a good idea, actually. But that, that is a question I have, actually, because, you know, when they say, oh, this dog is really good at finding truffles in, under the ground. Like, how did you know? Like, how did you, did you try that dog on lots of different things? Maybe that dog would be better at finding drugs or helping people feel better about themselves. Like, you don't know. You, you do. Uh, you, get, you get failure dogs. Failure dogs. Failure yeah. Dogs. So you get like dogs that are supposed to be like gun dogs and things like that. Bowie is in fact supposed to be a hunting dog or an agility dog. Uh mm. both of which he has failed at miserably. <laughs> okay. I love him so much, but um just for anyone who's listening who knows dogs, he is a lurcher. He's quite a small lurcher, but he is a lurcher nonetheless. Uh I've seen this dog lick a rabbit. Just lick it. <laughs> Uh, he's supposed to, you know, rip them to shreds. He's supposed to run after things and properly kill them. Uh, hmm. He does not. Uh, oh, he wow. gets so excited when we go and do agility, he wheezes himself. 
<laughs> yeah, he's he's not he's not he's not the business. And you get like gun dogs or sight dogs, especially Labradors, that just just don't fit the bill. I just have a quick question about the term gun dog. I've yeah. heard the term gun dog bandied about, but I never really thought about what it is. Is it a dog that has a gun? <laughs> I really wish that would be amazing. I don't. That's scary. <laughs> No, you have like a few, there are a few different breeds. The main ones that are known are like Spaniels, Labradors, um, like, you know, you know, you get sort of soft lipped dogs, like retrieval dogs. Wait, a, a Labrador is a, is a gun dog? Yeah. So they're trained. But why has it got to do with guns? Well, when you're, when you're out shooting, they go and get the, whatever you shot, like duck or pheasant or whatever. They retrieve without, them. Without chewing it to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's already shot to pieces, so you wouldn't want yeah. to mess up any more than it already is. They're like the gummy dogs. Yeah, they're the weird ones with the big lips. Like the soft oh. lips. Like a pointer, but pointers are dual purpose because they will literally point to where you're needing to flush out the animal. Really? But they'll also range to go and find things. That's why spaniels' tails wag all the time, because you send them in to flush out the animal, and then you shoot the animal in the air, and then they retrieve it from the ground. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. But can I just say that I think the word, the term gummy dog is much better than gun dog. Gummy dog. It's more, it's more descriptive of what it is. <laughs> the, old <gummer. laughs> the old gummer. The uh, old gummer. So one thing I've been thinking about through this discussion is that I, when, when humans go for interviews, oftentimes they will let me fluff up their, their CV a little bit uh, or like yeah. pad it out with some things that maybe weren't entirely true. But I think I like to think of dogs doing the same thing like maybe you ask it can you go and fetch that rabbit over there which i just shot and instead of going to fetch the rabbit it just it has one in its pocket that it pretended it had this <laughs> like it just finds a way to kind of you know just game the interview i i just want to explore the dog pocket concept here <laughs> dogs have pockets right like kangaroos do <laughs> i kind of wish dogs were marsupials so you just see one walking down the street and it's one of its puppies gets out and you're like oh little puppy and it gums it back in mm, yeah gums it back in. <laughs> toothless it dogs the non-gum dogs though does it oh, poor little dog <laughs> bit sinister but yeah so okay we've got them going into a little areas with people and animals in to sort of herd them and comfort um mm. i mean people. is there going to be a section for their showing off their best skills you know and then is there a section obviously they say at the end of the interview you know tell us about your your strengths and weaknesses mm. i mean mm. how what would we do there do they just sort of do a fart and walk away because that tends <laughs> to be a lot of dogs weaknesses it does that like my weaknesses cheese it's a whole block of cheese. Like they, they put in loads of things that will make them sort of fail. They're like, here's some food that's been unattended, uh, and here's a toy that's pristine, and then they see which is their undoing. Here's a whole like jar of oil. Will you drink this jar of oil or not? Oh god. It, Are you thinking uh, of oil because you used to coat the mice in oil? <laughs> I didn't ever coat the mice in oil. You did. You used to get sunflower oil and put it all over the mice and let them like lick each other and you put it on one of them and they'd all chase one of the mice and you'd think it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, yeah. I do remember putting... I didn't coat them in oil. In oil you coat them in oil. You put, like, put a little bit of sunflower oil. I don't even know how you thought this up. Like what made you think of this? But, you know, this is why they used to poop in your hair, Josh. 
No, I... <laughs> I just, did you have pet mice? Yeah. I did have pet mice, yeah. They weren't just some random mice that I found. I put oil on. We, we, we had a lot of pet mice. <laughs> Why? Yeah, we started, with, started, started with two and then, and then more yeah. mice came. It oh, we had like the gerbils. Yeah. yeah. But the... Um, no, uh, the thing I discovered was is that because the, the mouse had a little wheel in their cage, and uh, then it started to squeak after a while, and so but it wasn't the mice, and I, it was the it was the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that for sure. And so what I did is um, I was like, well, I should oil it, right? But I shouldn't put WD forty in there because that's going to make the mice sick, probably. So I put some vegetable oil on the wheel and it worked a charm. But then I noticed that the mice were just licking the inside of the wheel. I was like, wow, they really like vegetable oil. So then I put some, I put, I can't, I think I put it on my finger or something and then, and then it went on them and then they started chasing each other and like trying to lick the oil off each other. Yeah, this and, then became uh, a sport. Turns out mice like oil. But what I was actually thinking of, someone told me a story about a dog, which one time it just drank a whole bottle of oil. Yeah, that's and, not surprising. And uh, got really, really sick. Yeah, they, to, to, they're lovely, but they are gross. Especially when they're puppies, like, they'll, they'll explore what kind of poos they can eat. It's really strange how they, you know, when they see fox poo, they're like, this is the hot shit. Like, this is what I want all over my body. Like, just <laughs> yeah. roll me in it, roll me up in this fox poo. And you're like, what? Their fetish nights must be really something. Oh. <laughs> You had to go to a really next level to get... Because that's just normal. Like, oh, yeah. Really <laughs> oh, God. Step it up. Yeah, there's some, they, they're, they're pretty gross. But to answer your question, Laura, I think the issue with dog interviews is that dogs, as we've just discussed over the last few minutes, will do basically anything, it seems, except for walking backwards. And so the interview process would be very, very difficult because you'd just say, hey, dog, can you do this? And they'd be like, probably and then they'll do it and then you'd say can you do this and they're like yeah sure and they'll go and do it it'd be very hard to to find a dog that couldn't do what you wanted it to do except for walking backwards i don't think you've met very many dogs josh um why do you think they can't walk backwards uh, dogs can't walk backwards this is a commonly known fact i mean fact i'm gonna look it up i mean they really can oh can i don't think they can though walk backwards like mine, mine have a command that is back. It says yes, a dog can walk backwards. Most dogs who walk backwards are trained to do this behaviour. Though it's possible for a dog to do this without training. <laughs> without oh, training. but a dog walking backwards frequently without a training cue is a sign of fear or an underlying health issue. Since this is not normal behaviour. There you are then. See. And then there's loads of pictures of cute dogs. Okay, I'm getting rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> All right. Well, even even some dogs can walk backwards then. So I think the interview process will be a simple one. Yeah. Hello. Are you a dog? What can you do? Okay, thanks. You're hired. Uh, you're a lawyer now. Congratulations. Well done. You're the best lawyer ever. There's never been a lawyer more honest or helpful than you. And you wait the evidence. I'm really excited about this idea of a, of a dog being a lawyer. Yep. Would it get to wear like a little suit? Yes, absolutely. And, um, and-, and also you'd have judge judges that are also dogs and they wear the wig uh, and and the little cape thing but but like would it would it like use a gavel or would it just bang its tail on there Aww. maybe it would pour it like a yeah because it couldn't hold the gavel that's okay that's that's a fundamental issue we have is dogs can't hold things no but they could okay so imagine they had a a, a button they could press with their nose they could like boop it and it would just be like and that's like calling on water it makes a cat a cat sound no like a creaky door opening Oh, it sounds well, like it a, cat. a creaky door opening sound. 
I like a bit cat, like a meh. No, that would be stupid. Yeah, all, every, all of the dogs in court would get really excited. Well, that's true, actually, because I suppose if you wanted to get their attention, like, because the whole point of banging the gavel is to get people's attention. So if you played a cat sound, then they would all suddenly go, what's that? And then they would listen. So that yeah. would work. Yeah. Well, do you, do you feel like we have resolved your interview issue, Laura? I mean, I thought it was going to go a lot, a lot more sort of off-piste and almost space age. I don't know why. Uh, but space it, you gave some. <laughs> you gave some serious answers that probably would be quite useful in a dog interview so um if i ever need to hire a dog for anything i'll come to you guys <laughs> well that's the name of our game serious answers that's the subtitle of the podcast <laughs> okay. sister do you want to go yes Go what? Tell us your, your go. tell us your hypothetical scenario. Okay. I'm kind of enjoying this idea of dog court. <laughs> okay. So my hypothetical scenario is going to be like a dog has committed a crime. <gasps> no. Right. But he is being tried by his peers. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he is in fact in dog court. Everyone there is dogs or are dogs. And so his, his like family and his like litter mates and stuff are in the stand and uh, like there and have to take the stands and stuff. Um, I don't know what he's done. I'm gonna go with a collie has attacked a sheep, <gasps> and and he is being tried for his crime. Okay. Yeah, and his mum's really disappointed because only recently his his brother had been put in jail for fighting <laughs> in. <laughs> This is such a detailed backstory. I love it. Okay. Does he have a name? Um, I'm going to call him Rex. Rex. Like Aww. the one from Babe, Pig in the City? No, from Babe. Normal Babe, not Pig in the City. All right. Uh, important question to begin with. Are dog laws the same as human laws? Um, no, because you can kind of urinate and poop wherever you want. Mm. That's true. Public defecation is heavily frowned upon. In human society. <laughs> human law. <laughs> it's okay. Just wanted to know. wasn't sure was it human law or which one is it that's frowned upon. <laughs> also, trespassing is a bit more acceptable in dog world, isn't it? Yeah, you can kind of go over, have a little bit of a sniff of everyone's bottom, and and sometimes you'll be offered, you know, hey, do you want a bit of this carcass? Yeah, come and have a munch. Found it in a bush. Yeah, and then you just kind of trot on, don't you? All right. Mm. Point taken. Dog law is very different from human law. And yeah. is communication done through dog ways rather than a conversation? I don't know, because this could be one of those scenarios where, like, dog communication is like speech. I guess it is within their own thing, yeah. Mm. Or it could be that secretly they actually speak English mm. and they're just having us on. Just having us on. <laughs> Um, I'd like to know the correctional, um, like, sort of facility options, uh, you know. I mean, I feel like we're going to go down that route, aren't we, where he's yeah. very sorry for what he's done. He's not going to dog prison because maybe he can learn from his mistakes and uh, sort of be corrected. Yes. Um, but then did he go to puppy training and it's embarrassing because he's got to hang out with all the puppies and they're like, you're a loser. And does it go on his personal <laughs> record? And then when they read out their names in court, do they do the whole, like, breed names because they get that little certificate when you've got a fancy dog. It's like their pedigree and they're like... <laughs> You know, Rex, the 58th of the Almond Albatross division of... Do I don't know, I've never read one of these <laughs> certificates. But I Almond Albatross, I really like that. 
<laughs> I, I didn't know that was a thing, but it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, when you watch Crufts and stuff, like they get their, I think they get their mother's second name or something. I, I can't remember how it goes. But yeah, they, they do. They've got like their entire like breed line. Really? So we, uh, uh, And their uh, sireage and stuff. We've talked a lot about Crufts on this on this podcast, I feel. I mean, it's come up a lot. Thank you. But I, For people that have not really watched Crufts. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I've just realised I've basically never seen Crufts. I have no idea even what happens. Oh, I've never seen Crufts. You yeah. have to watch Crufts. Dogs. Should we stop this oh. podcast recording now and go and watch Crufts? Yeah. Yeah. Pause. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Pause. Yeah, Very good. A good little pun there. Um, I yeah, I don't actually know what they do in Crofts other than like I guess the dogs have to like jump on things and run around and stuff. Um, Where is it? There's different sections, so you've got like your breed standard, mm-hmm. and literally all you do is like trot around a ring, mm-hmm. and there's like the best of the breed, so you'll get like a billion people down there with Labradors. All of them have to be pedigrees, like you can't take your mongrels down there. Yeah. But the riffraff can do things like flyball and agility. By the way, I have nothing against crossbreeds. All of mine are crossbreeds. Do the, um, <laughs> the riffraff sit in the stands and sort of bet on them? Throw tomatoes. You're not allowed to take your dogs to crafts. Really? Yeah, you have to. You have to register your dog to take it into crafts. You're not allowed to just walk around crafts with a dog. It's really weird. Wow. I suppose it would be pretty wild though. If, if going back to the to the story (laughs) in hand you know say a dog has committed a crime do you then look through sort of the history of its family and and work out you know like while he did have an uncle that was a bit of a bruiser and then they you know because sometimes you can attribute the traits to the dog itself for just being a shit but sometimes it's bred into them and so therefore it's not really their fault and do you look at that i mean do you look at you know obviously in a normal court of law maybe you look i don't know actually but maybe you look at like the mental history of the family or you know, all that sort of stuff. I mean, do we bring that in? You're like, well, three three litters ago, there was a puppy that was bad. True, because I suppose we've, we've kind of jumped to the conclusion that this this dog is, is guilty. But actually, maybe we can try and say that, oh, he bit the sheep, yeah, but it was because the sheep called him a name or was covered in barbecue sauce exactly yeah or the, it had a, it, it, his blood pressure was too high and it had to let some blood out or something <laughs> like he was doing a uh, favor or somebody put vegetable oil on it <laughs> <laughs> brilliant well done I mean, and then also other witnesses. Do, do you interview the witnesses? They're just some other sheep. And can you trust a sheep? Because they're a bit stupid. So mm. do we bring in sort of the intelligence level of the of the? That's very complicated. Hey, but the but but you but they they will tell the truth though, right? Because you had to go bar review sheep be true. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of babe references in this podcast. There are a lot of babe references, and it's strange that I remember that because I think the last time I watched Babe, I was probably about seven. <laughs> so. Same, yeah. Yeah. I want to watch Babe so badly now. <laughs> Babe and Crofts. It's going to be a wild day. <laughs> it's going to be a standard day. Yeah. Also, I mean, when, when, when you have... Do you have to be really aware in like this court that people aren't being really sneaky? Because obviously dogs can hear things so much more than we can. So someone could be whispering something down a dog Someone's sitting there eating a bag of treats. <laughs> so much corruption and all sorts of things going on. <gasps> oh, I just thought something. Can dogs lie? Is it possible for dogs to lie? I think so. Because yeah, you'll say, so. did you did you break this? And then they look a bit sad and they walk away. Yeah, but that's but they don't go, lie. yes, it was me. I think I think they can. I feel like they could be pretty sneaky. Yeah. Dylan <laughs> likes to go through the 
Flynn likes to go through the dog flap and like bring things in from the garden, but he won't admit it's him. Yeah, and we had a dog once. She was a Yorkshire Terrier and she ate a whole box of Maltesers. And we were like, did you eat these Maltesers? And she was like, no, no, I didn't. And then for about a month afterwards, <laughs> she smelled like malt. <laughs> like her little nose would be all malty. How is she not really sick? I don't know. She was a very strange dog, but she just ate them all. I mean, I guess Maltesers are not very chocolatey. Like, there's only a tiny layer of chocolate around the outside, and then it's mostly just malt and crunch. That's true. Flint has eaten most of a um, dairy milk bar before. So, do- so chocolate, chocolate isn't actually poisonous to dogs, or is it? What's the deal? It depends on the dog. I think Bowie ate like a square of chocolate off the ground once, and he just vomited and like had diarrhea loads. Mm. But some dogs could eat, like, an entire Snickers bar or something, and they're absolutely fine. It's kind of like allergies in humans, I guess. Well, while you were discussing that, I've done some very uh, in-depth research about whether dogs can lie or not. Okay. And uh, okay. just found this really good thing from Hill's Pet here. The article is, uh, Can Dogs Lie? And it says, uh, Have you ever wondered if your dog is being honest? You know your pet well, you're th- and you'd like to think that your dog always tells the truth. But do they really? Can dogs lie? And if they can, do dogs lie? Why is it just making more questions? Just more, and more questions. Well, anyway, so I so I um I fast forward a little bit through the article, and then it says uh, because there are no telltale signs that you're good pun there, but not telltale. Telltale signs. Is that what it says? Oh, no, it didn't. God. She missed a pun no. opportunity there. Uh, anyway, because there are no telltale signs that your dog is lying, there is very little you can do to determine whether or not your dog is actually trying to deceive you. What, what's it been doing? Why did she write this article? Like, I don't know. It, how could how could it be lying about something? What would it be lying about? You come home, there's something on your carpet, and you're like, oh, I wonder how this got here. It couldn't possibly be my dog, because he's not going, by the way, I brought this branch of kale in, and I chewed it up on the carpet, but it was, it, you know, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, because the dog isn't saying anything about what it did. It's not actually physically capable of lying to you because it can't speak. Yeah, so it's not lying, but it's not not lying. It's in a constant state of, you know, ambiguity, really. Yeah, it's like Schrodinger's dog. It is like Schrodinger's dog. It's both lying and not lying at the same time. Oh my God, I got deep, real deep, real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So I I think he's guilty. Um, I think he should go to a correctional facility for a couple of weeks. And, like, if they're really bad, um, they get put in a room and it's just a voice on loop going, you're a very bad boy. You're a very bad boy. Over and over again. Oh, oh my gosh. That, I think that's torture. That sounds it? like Guantanamo-based level of torture. <laughs> this is, like, bad one things. step below euthanasia. Oh, jeez. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's strong, Lydia. Dog law is tough. You're a very bad boy. Um, does he have to apologise to the sheep? So does the sheep come in and then he has to say sorry? No, he's killed the sheep. Oh, oh it was murder. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa. I thought, I thought he just bit his leg. Yeah, I was wondering I was wondering why you guys have been like so nice to this dog. <laughs> I said he'd like made, he like killed the sheep. Oh god, I thought he just no. bit it. Okay. No. He's killed the sheep. Okay, well, yeah, the evidence is pretty tough there. No, okay, sorry, it's, yeah, it's getting bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. Done. Bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? You're a bad boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, God. Lydia, do you feel like we um, resolved this uh, issue? Yeah. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for this dog, though. You're the one that condemned it. I feel sorry for the sheep that it, yeah. that it killed. <laughs> that it's dead? Yeah. And I, I feel killed. sorry mostly for his mother. Yes. <laughs> Two degenerate sons. Yeah, she's extremely disappointed. Mm. 
Right then. We've, we've mixed it up now, so Josh is going last. It feels really <gasps> weird to be going last. I'm not sure what I think about this. Well, here, here we are then at the end of the podcast with my scenario. Uh, I was thinking about this quite a lot and I found it very hard to come up with different scenarios, but this is the one that I, I, I think is probably the best. <laughs> All right. What? All right. It's probably the best. I talked about, so we talked a lot about job, jobs which dogs can do, but jo- what jobs should, would dogs definitely not do or definitely shouldn't do? Being a cat. That's a good example. So that's what I wanted to think about just to round off this episode. Things that dogs are shit uh, at. Yeah, things that, like, jobs that dogs would never, ever have because they'll be really bad at it. Like, you know how, like, humans can't do certain things, so dogs do them. So dogs could never be, like, quality control for food. Labradors it, could never be quality control for food. Because uh, exactly. they just eat <laughs> Yes. You know what they shouldn't do? Send a dog into space. Why, why is that? Do you remember that time they did that and it just... I think the ship exploded or something. I think they did it like a, a lot of times and we didn't really hear about that and it didn't work. But that one time it did work really, really well. That was good, right? Laika? Really? Yeah. Did they successfully send a dog up? Yeah, you know about Laika, right? Laika, Laika Virgin. No, that's the that's something else. Laika <laughs> the dog. What happened? I'm going to search Laika Space Dog. Touch for the... <laughs> space dog. Laika Space <laughs> Dog. I think dogs yeah. would be rubbish at being... <clears throat> drivers of large vehicles oh no they'd be really bad at working in fancy shops where they sell a lot of like vases and and things that are very easily breakable anything that could be damaged by a tail yeah 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 we can just use like a tailless dog wouldn't you another dog a dog job they'd be bad at is taking stool samples to the lab (laughs) oh (laughs) this is a nice snack <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I shouldn't have said all the stool samples with the dog. You just ate them all. <laughs> you just ate them all. <laughs> They'd be bad at working in clothing stores um, where people need help doing up buttons. <laughs> See, I was thinking of like dogs on building sites mm. and like <laughs> in trying, hard hats. trying to use like yeah, trying to use like little hammers and stuff. Basically, anything that requires thumbs, that's going to be a no, a non-starter, really. What about? They'd be really bad at shelf stacking, especially toilet rolls. Because they'll just tear them up or because they don't have any thumbs? Like the Andrex puppy just like rolls them all out and makes a mess. Well, you you kind of round back to the failure dogs, don't you? With the like dogs that are supposed to be gun dogs that just don't have the temperament. I think their job progression would be similar to humans, though. I think a lot could start off as paper boys (laughs) because they're quite used to like delivering papers and slippers and stuff um they'd be great in an old people's home they clean up all the poo they give all the oh. slippers to oh. people uh you know they'd be great they'd eat up all the leftovers that no one wanted that is true actually um, yeah why aren't there more dogs in old people's homes that's a good point there should be let's because start people, this people have phobias and allergies oh yeah allergies yeah well maybe yeah, yeah dogs wouldn't be so good if they were working in an allergy hospital I just keep thinking of things they're great at. Like, they'd be good in a casino because they're great at playing poker. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? As that, as that famous picture depicts. That's, that was oh, my gosh. Yes. That, that's proof positive that dogs are good at, um, at poker. Yeah. They'd be quite bad as hairdressers. Yeah, because they can't hold the scissors and they'd have to chew your, your hair off, basically. <laughs> oh. That would be rubbish. Half the time I've been to the hairdressers, they're like, I'm sorry about my hair, I haven't had time today. Which is fair. Which I can totally understand. Uh, understand if you spend all day doing one thing, you don't really want to have to do your own. You'd just kind mm. of be like, yeah. 
that is true actually whenever you go to like when you go to the dentist and they have braces or when you go to the the like the opticians and they have glasses <laughs> like you didn't do a good job did you yeah when i get home i don't want to stack shelves that's why all your food is just on the kitchen side oh, i'm <laughs> not gonna lie it's a lot of the time <laughs> date true. rotation is not for me <laughs> I hope the farm side doesn't like get in the way and I get home and I'm like, I don't want to look at my chickens. I don't want to harvest all my crops. No, the <laughs> crops can stay out there. It's not an arable farm, Josh. Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> should pay more attention to what farms you work at. I'm only working on an animal farm. Oh, watch out for the pigs because they might turn into fascists. It's okay. There's no pigs. It's only goats and sheeps and, oh. and geese and chickens. Goats will give you the side eye. And then they ram you randomly and it's like, thanks guys. (laughs) But only in the knees. Oh no, these ones are huge. Like one of them, when she stands up, she's the same size as me. And then she rams you. Yeah, she like stands on her hind legs and then like butts me with her head. You do the same thing back to her. (laughs) And you head her with your butt. (laughs) No, I just like push her over. It's really brilliant. This sounds like a great job. Just pushing goats over. (laughs) I think a dog could do your job. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm hoping my dogs will do my job with me. Aww. They can chase the sheep around and, like, round them up. It'd be really cool. They have to earn their biscuits sometime, somehow. It's true. That's true. It's true. They're, they're paying for the meaty pebbles. <laughs> oh. Meaty pebbles. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Well, I think you've successfully proven that there aren't that many dogs. Jobs. jobs. <laughs> Not many jobs that dogs can't do. So, well done. Other than yeah. anything that requires opposable thumbs... And or self-control. Exactly. (laughs) Which, to be honest, in some cases, even some humans have trouble with. Yeah, so fair play to the dogs. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um, So, Josh, what's next in this podcast episode? Well, the next part is going to be to say thank you to Liddy for joining us. Thanks, Liddy. Thank you. It's nice to have you here. And the dogs. And the dogs, too. They've not really added much, to be honest. Um, Yeah, that's true. be glad they haven't. I mean, I can sure. get them to add something if you want to. Yeah, go on. Go on. Let make them go, go here wild. Hey, hey, boys. Who's that? <laughs> there we go. Good boy. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> oh, still going. <laughs> it's never going to stop now. Lint. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great. Can you do it again? That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> That's there the sound effect go. of this podcast. We haven't had them for a while. Yeah, that's, they're our first dog guests. Oh, there's a lick going on. <laughs> so thank you, Lydia and, and dog guests, for being, being with us. Thank you, everyone, for listening and uh, being great. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for being great. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell them to have a nice if, week, Josh. Have a nice week. Yes, I can say that too. And uh, Can we put know. a... Can we put a photo of the dogs as our as the image for this? I think we definitely can, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, this has been nice. lovely, guys. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.